Hey folks, welcome to the AI Chicks, where we're providing you cool conversations about AI for all. With each episode bringing you a different topic on how AI impacts your daily life. I'm your host, Aisha Corpus Wynn, always bringing you good insight and great times. Speaking of great times, I got my co-host here who's always a good time. Hi guys, I'm Lana Hout, and I'm bringing that positive energy and the business strategy to the conversation. Yes, you do. And so speaking of strategy and business strategy, we're going to get to something that is, you know, a little controversial yeah yeah, yeah. Listen, we're gonna be very strategic about how we talk about this topic. yeah so today we're talking about ai and bias bias has been a big keyword in the news yes, yes. about ai so it's gonna be i think a great conversation today yeah. like always aisha and i will give our takes on the topic and with that we always check out what different ai platforms have to output about a subject matter and so for this one let's see what gemini has to say about ai and bias according to gemini ai systems can be biased because they are trained on data that may be biased. This can lead to unfair and discriminatory outcomes, such as being less likely to recommend jobs to women or people of color. AI researchers and practitioners are working to reduce bias in AI by using more representative training data, auditing systems for bias, and making AI systems more transparent. However, this is a complex problem that will not be solved overnight. We all have a role to play in reducing bias in AI by being critical of the AI we use and reporting any biases we find. Okay, so first off, I am impressed with the output from Gemini, but I think what we need to do is just start from the top and get- I think we need to back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, back up a little bit. And let's give, I I want like a definition that everyone can know where we're starting from when we're getting into bias. Well, listen, from my perspective, I think bias is when you have prejudice against or favoritism towards a specific group. Okay. So that you're basically somehow singling out a group based off of certain characteristics and it's creating an unfair advantage or disadvantage. Yeah. And I mean, I'm pretty sure like everyone probably has that same sort of position on what a bias is, but I like to go straight to the source. Oh, Oxford. Yes. I need a dictionary. (laughs) I need a Webster Oxford dictionary on what the definition of bias is. So I have my little handy dandy phone here, (laughs) um, computer in my hand. And it says bias is prejudice in favor or against one thing, person or group compared with another, usually in a way that is considered to be unfair. Yeah, so I got it right on the money. Okay, you're on point. On point. (laughs) Come and correct here today, ladies and gentlemen. AI is based off of data, right? So we feed the computer program a lot of data. We're asking it to sort the data and give us an output. What we're really saying is that the data that we're putting in the system has biases in it. So when it's giving an output, that's what's happening. Let's say we give a bunch of pictures of cats, a lot of different types, and we identify them as cats, like label them. And then we do that for dogs. And we put it in the system. So now if I brought a new cat, and I fed it into the system, it should be able to say, based off of the information, that's a cat, right? That's a harmless example. People can understand that. But what happens if I only fed the system pictures of cats and pictures of small dogs? And then I go and I show it a picture of a large dog. Now, all of a sudden, it doesn't understand. It's like, what is this? So in a situation where we're just talking about identifying cats and dogs, that's a very small example, right? But where it really matters when people are like, well, why do I need to care about bias in AI is because AI is going to be used in different ways to make decisions like employment, yeah, okay, or funding. Or in my industry, entertainment industry, they're starting to implement it with casting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine now a company is using AI to pick through resumes and now because of data, they are not looking at people of color 
or women yeah. or some other group, whatever group, you know, and there's you actually want. been records and statistics showing that that's been happening and they're working to, you know, improve that with the existing AI tools that they're using. Exactly. In the hiring space. So all of a sudden now you are not giving opportunities to certain groups of people. That is why bias matters. Yeah. The way that you can handle bias and AI, at least from what, what I've read and my understanding is making sure you have diversity of data and depth of data, testing the data. I think that's a way to help reduce the, the bias. Mm -hmm. But if we're talking about it realistically, I don't think we're ever going to get rid of bias. When you're using AI and you're about to make a decision, make sure you're fact checking. Make yeah. sure that you're not just assuming that it's a perfect system because it's yeah. not. It's still as of right now. Or as of right it, now. It's with still, today's tools. Yeah, Correct. today's tool, I think it still needs work. What okay. do you think, Aisha? The foundation of this data is bias and that is our belief systems. It's how we operate in society. It's how we do things in businesses and across locally or globally. That's the hard truth. Our society is biased. Humans are biased. It's always existed. Who knows where it's going to go from here, especially with AI coming into play. And there's things that are very latent biases. Right. And then there's things that are subtle. Yes, subconscious biases. I think that there are layers to this, but at the root of it, if AI is doing it, it's because it exists in our society. We have have to have a tolerance around AI's biases because it is something that is rooted in our, you know, human nature. As things advance, I really believe that certain tech companies and certain people are looking to improve it, improve it, yeah. get ahead of it. A perfect example is like Howard University and Google are have joined forces to really help with voice recognition. A lot more errors were showing up when it was like a black voice speaking, or maybe with their dialects or their, accents, yeah, or dialects or like that. And it could also be regional too, exactly. right? Exactly. There was more errors, about like 35% more errors compared to when it was a more Anglo-Saxon white voice speaking to the AIs. So in that case, they're taking the steps to help improve the experience for different types of people. But at the same time, AI and biases and voice recognition with biases can also be used in a harmful way. Of course, or there's always a, a balance, yeah, right? Or in like, a discriminative way, right? Yeah. And so the United States of America passed a AI Bill of Rights. And that specifically covers making sure that technology um, across the board isn't putting processes and systems in place that are hindering opportunities for our citizens across the board. I think that's very important yeah. that even from a government perspective that they're considering that, right? Because you do not want to limit resources and opportunities within the technology. Exactly. exactly. So these are just some interesting examples of what's currently happening. And I just like to share that with people because we're at a very evolutionary stage yes. with things and we're noticing the errors and the issues that are happening with AI and bias. But moving out of that, there are institutions, our government, people are taking the steps to improve what the situation is so that as we advance in this AI revolution that people like to call it, we won't have these same situations in the future. Jeff Shelton, he is the chief product officer from revenue.io. And the funny thing is, is that like he actually picks this topic to talk to us about. So sometimes the topics just come to us. Yes, exactly. Jeff and I, known him forever, we were actually going to the Gold Cup. Mexico was playing Panama. Oh, okay. And I so have to, guys, I have to show to up for my Panamanian. She's Panamanian if you didn't yes, know. Viva la Panama. <laughs> and so I had to show up for that. I'm, being, I'm sure I'm the only Panamanian Jeff knows, right? Oh, probably. So that ticket had my name on it. Yeah. He basically was like, do you want 
want to go. It's the Gold Cup. It's Panama versus Mexico. And we're going to be in Google Suite hanging out with Google. Oh my God, that's like a dream right there. Right, everyone's, you know, having our tech talks that we do. And AI came up and he was really talking very passionately about subject matter of AI and bias. We refrained from talking about it during the Okay, so you didn't, you didn't get game. any tea from no, him. No, so I have no tea right okay, now. Okay, good, good. So he's going to be sharing all the tea. With I'm, us. Yes, with okay, us. Okay, great, here, I love that. Exclusive. And so let's get him in here. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, Jeff. We're so excited to have you. Glad to be here. Why don't we start off by you just introducing yourself and letting everyone know a little bit more about your background? Jeff Shelton, uh, Chief Product Officer at a company called Revenue here in beautiful Sherman Oaks. Really, the through line has been data-driven workflow products. So sales enablement, sales engagement, uh, making go-to-market team members more efficient, more productive, education. How do we make sure that students have premium research content and it's discoverable, it's it's available to them? Ran an API development platform for early blockchain adoption in enterprise, all around data transfer. King of data. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bounced around in a lot of different industries, but there still has been kind of that, that common that trait. through line. Yeah. Through line in data and through line in data-driven workflows. That's why he's the perfect person he to talk to. He's the perfect person to talk about bias. Before we get into that, I did actually throw out a nickname. Well, you want to you set did. up the stage? Oh. So we here at the AI Chicks love to give our guests okay. nicknames so that they're part of the AI squad. King of data. I kind of like that one. Okay. And, oh, yeah. and you know what? I got to say this. I have to say this. Well, I don't know why I always Aisha, do this. like thinks that she just goes around knighting people. Like uh -huh. people are kings or sirs <laughs> or like she just queens. Like she just think that everyone should be royalty apparently. Yeah, I, so I, you're yeah. now the king of data if you like that nickname we have some other fun ones we could throw okay. out there jefferoni do you like i probably go king of data more oh, okay. than jefferoni <laughs> oh, okay you know what listen <laughs> like, no, that sounds like macaroni king. oh jazzy j jazzy j okay. i'll go jazzy j you like yeah. a jazzy j okay yeah. all right yeah, yeah. and someone else can be the fresh prince of data well then jazzy j it is yes. welcome right. thank you well on that note what in your world is yeah. ai and bias i work with some of the largest companies in the world uh enterprise leaders who just thinking about, you know, you say the word AI and they kind of tense up kind of inherent bias that we have based off of cultural norms, whether it's, you know, standard norms, those can be amplified if you're training a model to then reinforce some of those values. How are you structuring the data that you have access to? How do you make sure that you have comprehensive data so that you're not reinforcing this, uh, this bias that exists? What are some examples of of the bias that you've come across in yeah. some projects that you've worked with that you've had to correct or just examples that in the industry you talk about? So Amazon, I think it was like 2015 or so, they had run a number of models. Uh, it was all recruiting platforms. You know, so many of these like applicant tracking systems, if you just upload your resume to a monster or a LinkedIn, you're getting, you know, extracted keywords, you're getting information pulled out. They said, okay, we're going to you know, add 100 resumes into the system, the top five individuals that come out of this, we're going to hire those people. The problem is that they found that over time, those models, they essentially lean towards men versus women. Tech is dominated by men. So therefore, there was identifiable information in those resumes based off of names, based off of other characteristics, pronouns that were then informing bias against those women 
where otherwise they could have been, you know, as equally qualified for those jobs. And we as a society have changed. More women have now come into the workforce. Absolutely. And so when it's looking at identifying the resumes, it's like, well, if all of the history has been predominantly male, it did pick up these biases. And so we have to be mindful of that. You don't want to get into this kind of self-reinforcing prophecy. So how do we get around that? What are those solutions that can be put in place to help reprimand that? There are ways to be able to strip out that information that gives you less bias into what you would otherwise assume against, you know, age, gender, race, etc. How are you operating on the facts that really matter? Even if you strip the biases out of AI, when it gives you that output or those results, if yeah. that human still has biases or preferences, yeah. Yeah. then they're gonna be unhappy with that output yeah. that AI gives it. Yeah. Oftentimes a good trick is how do you then not just take the output that it gives you, but then ask for what is the reasoning and rationale behind that? Like, hey, tell me how you got there. What was the information that you keyed off of? So that's actually a way to then reinforce the inferences that the AI is actually giving you. I just feel like it's always going to be something that is around. And even if AI is not imposing the biases, humans are still going to be dealing with this. And it's just going to be something that we're going to have to have a, a bit of tolerance level around. What industries or sectors do you think AI bias is going to be more problematic? I think the most traditional that you're going to have, I mean, usually comes down to insurance, it comes down to finance, it comes down to home loans. I think that's where there's been kind of the largest diaspora around human bias. Insurance companies, they're, they're, they're incentivized to not pay out. They're incentivized to try to give high premiums. How do you make sure that you still have you know, a business, but then there's a little more equitable distribution of that? It's one thing to look at historical data and say, okay, this demographic, these regions, these things come up, you know, whether it's police statistics or, or even, you know, military when it comes to what type of people should I try to recruit to go into the Marines. Just because someone falls within a demographic doesn't mean that you assume that they're within that targeted group. What is the additional layer or the questions that we should ask to make sure that we're making the right inferences? And we always have this push and pull of the more data that you give it, the better that the output can be. But then there's people who are concerned about giving their data. The other side of that coin when we're talking about bias is that when people are concerned about giving their data, they're excluding their data from the data set. Then the data is inherently skewed because it's missing part of the population and how does that tie back to the bias yeah it used to be one of those worlds where you scrape data you cookie everybody you know you go to a browser someone's selling your information whether it's a gdpr which is you know europeans europe standard of being able to say you have access to your data you have the ability to go to a company and say delete all the data you have about me show me all the data you have about me transfer all the data you have about me from point a to point b california is very progressive it's basically you know taking that european standard good company are basically saying, hey, this is going to be global. This is going to be something that we have to account for. Let's just act in the right responsible way. Can you maybe explain what the cookies are and what we should be doing when we see it? Yeah, so the cookie jar. What you're seeing when you see those pop-ups, you know, accept cookies or manage cookies, that's based off of these programs that basically say you have the right to control your data and how you share that with with a company. If you denied the cookies, Mm -hmm. the company cannot stop you from going on the site, right? So, okay, well, that is a misconception. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, so, so let's say you go to a product that yeah. you that you want to buy. You go to that site, you accept all the cookies, you make a purchase, mm-hmm. right? You then go to five other sites. That's your digital exhaust, if you will. Like that's a trail of information that someone can know about you. So they just found out that I bought a new 
shelf. And because you signed up with an email, then they can go to another service and say, here's all the information about Lana that I know. Tech cookies yes. are kind of like the gateway yeah. to them getting all of the data. Yeah. And then once they have that data, they're sharing and selling and using it. And then that data is being embedded into things like AI, machine learning yeah. systems. If the product is free, do you know what the product is? You. You are the product. They're making decisions. They're selling ads based off of data around you. People are bidding for your attention, what you click on, what you like, the dwell time. That's information that they get around how do we understand your likes or dislikes, yeah. you know, things that you gravitate to. Personalization is actually yeah. something that I enjoy. Yeah. It's like if I'm looking for some new jewelry, maybe I'm on yeah. Instagram, they give me an ad and I look at the ad and it's not quite what I want. Then all of a sudden, five more ads come all in the jewelry category targeting me and i know i'm being targeted but i'm okay with it because i'm like you're doing the research for me just bring it it can almost be like an echo chamber in, in yeah. certain situations because you're only going to see more of what you already what you put in what you yeah. put in and sometimes you might just want to break out and so i always wondered with the algorithm and things like that yeah. i wish there was ways where they would ask you do you want to see more of this content and yeah. i could just say no i don't think a lot of people really understood the cookie thing yeah. what they're accepting and what it means you've got to make decisions around where you want to share your data just being cognizant of like, what am I clicking? What am I looking at? Are there other aspects that people should be protective about regarding their data? Always make sure that calls are verified and, and the, the carriers are doing a better job about that. So you see a lot of calls where it's like, you know, telemarketer spam. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a lot to replicate someone's voice. They're trying to ask you questions. They're trying to potentially discern preferences that you may have. Like, hey, where did you grow up? Like this or that. Like there's ways and there's tactics to try to get to almost, you know, the three questions. Like what street did you live on? What's your favorite cousin? What's your favorite ice cream? Like whatever that is. Just be really careful like where you give those types of information or cues to because that can, that can come back. We're highlighting a lot of the concerning things mm -hmm. that are happening with just in the digital era that we're in. And all these things are rolling over into our AI era. Yeah. And so where do you think the future of AI can go from here? There's so much information out there about AI, but there's also so much misinformation about about AI. Is it going to take your job? Is it going, you know, are these all these attack vectors? I mean, a lot of what we're talking about are things that have been around for a while. It's just a matter of amplification. There are so many foundational just use cases and amazing things that we can do with, with harnessing this technology in the right way. We don't want to replace people, but we want to augment people. I like that. You can sit there and be fearful of it. Or you can then get in front of it and say, okay, how, what are some meaningful ways that I can use this? What problems do you want to solve? Ask simple questions. Like you'd be really surprised by, you know, some of the things that you can do and do really, really well and efficiently. It's not an end all be all. It's not going to do everything, but there's things that can save you a considerable amount of time. A lot of what you're talking about feels more of like things that people can implement with AI, like in the more immediate today. Would love to hear your thoughts on where do you think AI will be like five, 10 years from now? Yeah. First off, I mean, models change daily because again like people think of ai as just like a blanket term because you know oh I'm, I'm talking to ai there's so many foundational models there's so many things that are unique to businesses that are kind of general concepts that that you can then employ we're going to get smarter and smarter over time if i'm using say chat gpt there's only so much information that i can give it before it starts to hallucinate it starts to go haywire and so we're just improving the the amount of information that we can store to make intelligent decisions on so i think you're going to see you know the, the rise of more personal assistance learn how to use it. It's an art form. It's it's what you get out is what you put in. So understanding how to kind of, you know, change the output. I mean, that that's a, that's art and science today. So asking it to give you how it came to a conclusion is so, so important because in five years, I mean, this is this is commonplace, right? We've gone beyond escape velocity. There's no going back. We have a very serious question to ask yeah. you. Is it data 
or data? Data. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is a GIF or gift? Oh, I'd say it's a GIF. Ah. I, I would say it's a GIF. I say GIF and I yeah. say data. I think I just like being different, I guess, with uh, yeah, all these pronunciations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. That was a great conversation. I learned a lot. I have a lot of action things I need yeah. to go and implement. Yeah, I got to go clean my cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Not the ones in the jar. The yeah. ones on the internet. Yeah. yeah, the ones on the internet. I definitely want that virtual personalization assistant, but I also just need a real life personal assistant too. Yeah, no, I, I want the human one using the virtual one. <laughs> That's what I well, want. There's a lot of that too. Because I'm all about optimization and streamlining. I'm a business yeah. person. That's what I'm about. So I love the idea of people using it to make their lives easier. Yeah. Thank you so much for your insight. And I really think that really leaning in on how do we make, you know, AI more fair yeah. in the future and obviously still need to just accept that us humans also mm -hmm. have biases. Yeah. It'll be a dance. Absolutely. It's something that we can evolve and have the technology support us with our biases yeah. and improve us in the future for sure. Thank you, Jeff, so much for joining us. There's a lot of homework we have to do after yes. this. <laughs> and and yeah, just really, really appreciate your insight and your passion around this. Thanks, Jeff. I hope you guys all enjoyed that conversation about AI and biases. Feel free to follow us on social media, subscribe, and don't forget to grab some merch. All right, have a good one, you guys. Take care. Listen to the AI Chicks on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Video episodes are available on Patreon. And check out our socials at the AI Chicks.